This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, you're tuned in to The Property Show, our weekly take on all things property related and I'm Philip C. Now on today's Property Show, I have with me Wong Hon Chong from Advanced Contract Services. They are contractors from Klang and we're going to have this really much anticipated discussion on all the pitfalls of renovation in the post-pandemic era. Very good morning to you, Wong. How are you doing? Hey, morning, Phil. Thanks for having me in your show. <laughs> this is going to be one of the most anticipated shows, I think, from a property show because everyone is asking themselves or like having huge amount of headaches about renovations. And as a contractor dealing with all these renovations from customers and residents, it is a very difficult time, isn't it, to do renovations? Yeah, especially after the pandemic. Uh, first thing is shortage of laborers the pandemic. Secondly is a lot of uh, house owners has a whole their renovation the last two years. Now everybody wants to do renovation and construction. So everybody is really uh, jam up the market. They jam up the market. So there's so much demand, but you don't have enough people to do the jobs. That's the biggest problem, isn't it? How do you pick and choose? How do you pick and choose which jobs to take? Well, first come, first serve, actually. First come, first serve. Yeah, first come, that's first a, serve. A, because... There's a, there are customers that actually approached me a long time ago already. And before the pandemic, so it was on hold. So now yeah. after the pandemic, you got to do their work. Some works are, are actually halfway done and it stopped. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, good good contractors like yourself, they would prioritize all those deferred, delayed and all those midway work, right? Just get it all done first, isn't it? Before you try and embark on new projects. Yeah. I mean, I, try, I always try not to be too greedy. You know what mm. I mean? And not, uh, don't take on too many jobs. Cannot handle it. You we all not Supermen. We all not Most I handle only two jobs. That's it. And I guess that's the issue, right? Like complexity of the projects also will be part of the consideration. I presume like for you, your customers will ask you for all sorts of very sophisticated requirements and challenges, isn't it, in this time? I mean, yeah, there are, there are different types of uh, clients. Uh, some some constructions and renovation are mighty complicating, very challenging. But those type of renovations, most of the time are dealing with uh, architects and designers. So you work along with them and things will get much uh, easier. Then there are those clients that have very simple renovations which they control themselves. So when, when clients control their own uh, renovation, uh, they're bound to be some areas overload, didn't plan and things like that. So, so things become a, a lot of hiccups here and there. In your experience, and I know this is a very broadcast uh, aspersion you're making, is it easier to deal with a direct owner or is it easy to go by and bypass a professional like an architect? For a contractor point of view, it is... Uh, easier to actually deal with the designer because designer and, and home homeowners has already gone through everything. They already plan out everything. It's all there in the blueprint. So when you carry out your work, it's much simpler because everything is designed, layout, every dimension is given. So it's simpler. Well, direct with owners, I mean, it's, it's also challenging because uh, owners sometimes they lack the uh, foresight. Yep. Huh? Yeah, of uh, seeing further what need what they need, what they desire and all those things. So there are a lot of uh, stock work here and there and hiccups and those things. Uh. So to me, uh, dealing with the designer is pretty much better. Yeah, infinitely, right? Because they also understand the requirements of so the contractor and what is also practical and feasible because they have had the experience to do this. I guess then the debate is, you know, when you get projects or assignments, is it really through the designer recommending you or is it easier to, you know, go and re- reputation is from other 
customers or residents usually? How do you get your, how do people know you? Because contractors are not widely available, isn't it? It's the reputation, isn't it, that moves you forward? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's, all, it's all about uh, word of mouth. Lah. Yeah. I, I, I don't follow a designer. That means I, I'm not in any designer's list of contractors. They are designers who approach me through recommendation, but I'm not found in any of their lists. I have my own uh, reference, yeah, and people approach me through recommendations. I mean, so many years has been like that. So I, I didn't put myself under such an architect or designer's list. Yeah, and I guess it's very interesting because from a career standpoint, right, how did you stumble in? Onto it. Ah, I studied civil engineering, okay. diploma level, not, not the degree level. Those days, uh, education is quite difficult to find. So I finished diploma in uh, civil engineering. Then I somehow landed up in manufacturing. <laughs> and then I landed up in oil and gas. Uh, and then one day I decided, hey, I got to do something I like. That is, you know, building something, building something. And I am a hands-on person, very handy man. So like construction and renovation is something which I like. Mm-hmm. You know, the the, the the joy of looking at something not there, blank piece of land, and you look at the design and the blueprint and you start building it step by step. Wow. In the end, when the whole thing is finished, oof, Ooh, it's a joy to look at. Yeah, what a joy, right? What an adrenaline rush you get that you see this blank canvas and you're able to build something. I think that's what many people aspire to, right? The joy of seeing something created just out of nothing I think is what is special. Especially if it is a, if the owner bought an old house and you see the blueprint and the design and you will see the vision of the new owners yep. and you build it for the person and in the end you and the owner enjoys it. Oh, it is wonderful. And I guess the question is, you know, when you engage customers, right? How do you spot a difficult customer a mile away? Are there certain telltale signs of someone who's being very difficult? Because I've heard nightmare stories of, you know, designers and and contractors and architects all dealing with these really dinosaur, Godzilla kind of customers who are so demanding and have five, six hours to review the blueprints, which must be super tiring. How do you spot a difficult customer a mile away? It actually both way lah. There's also difficult contractors as well. For sure, for sure. I mean, I mean, it's difficult to spot lah. But as you sit down and talk with the owners about uh, what they want and what they want to do and about their house and things like that, you you get a bit of hint how difficult they are lah. And then uh, if you you want to take up the challenge, knowing a bit of those hints, then it's up to you to to take up the stress and pressure. But they they are customers who are brilliant. They are they are very humble. They are very cooperative and they are very supportive also. I would say in my, my line of job, I encounter probably difficult customers like maybe 30%, 20%. That's mm. all. Uh. And difficult is not really about the ambition of the project, right? It's more about how they micromanage or perhaps oversee or make decisions, correct? That's where it's most difficult, isn't it? It's not about the design or how grandiose is it. It's more about perhaps the way they conduct themselves and behave, isn't it? That's the bigger issue. Yeah, I mean, normally for a major renovation, major renovation which involves a lot of changes, a lot of work, normally an architect or a designer has been hired. And so you deal with architects and designers, everything is there. The blueprint is there. There may be some changes here and there as the as the house house owners see the progress. House owners, when they see the blueprint, uh, the plan, they, they can't see the, the thing. But as we go on down the road, build, they begin to see and feel and then they want some changes. That's all. Mm, so some... So for major renovations, you're dealing with the designer and architects. Things are all laid out. 
So it's it is not so stressful, you know. Yeah, it is is only stressful or pressure is is when there is no proper routine mm, to the okay. yeah. Having that plan is then very important. I think what is what you're saying here. If you are clear about the expectations, what the deliverable, what the output is, then perhaps life is much easier for everybody, isn't it? Correct, correct. So even is even is is better for the house owners. That's why I I want to suggest that house owners, if you can afford. Yeah, the budget. Uh, please have an architect or a designer to help you in your planning because um, those money are worth it to spend. Because in the end of the day, your your renovation is on time and you you will have to do very little adjustment. I see. This is the problem now, isn't it? This whole adjustment and delay, that's what's happening to a lot of renovations. Now, many people are so frustrated that adjustments are going up in cost, renovations are increasingly delayed for a whole raft of reasons that sometimes you cannot blame the contractor, right? For example, you were saying just now, really short of laborers, Give me a, can you share with me some anecdotal uh, experiences that you've had to convey to customers about how difficult these projects are in terms of timelines then? I think in the in the very beginning, we, we actually gave ourselves some lead, lead time. Lah. That means if you, if you expect the renovation to be uh, three months, uh, in the beginning, I think you should tell the owner a bit more time, uh, like maybe four months, uh, four and a half months, just to give yourself some, some breathing space in the very beginning. But in the beginning, if you were to code code, and you know, and, and say three months. Well, if, if there's any changes or anything that happen, uh, you're very tight, uh, very tight the, the timeline. So if it does happen, the timeline like that, you got to be you got to be frank with the, the owners, frank with the owners, communicate with the owners, uh, let the owners know uh, what is the problem and how much time you needed some more to to, to carry out. Uh, their work because because communication between owners and contractors is very important. Contractors contractors don't tell the owners uh, what he is anticipating. Uh. Then in the end, when it's uh, when when the thing about uh, the timeline about to come, then only bring out the problem. Uh, wow, then the owners will be jumping high and low. So that is the the problem. Communication here is the main issue between the contractor and the owner. There are there are there are, there are times where owner actually make lots of changes yes. in the middle of renovation. So these changes uh, takes time. Times or more, yeah. So, yeah, communication between the contractor and owner must be consistently there, so that in the end, everybody knows. No, yeah, you know, this is where the communication. I, I fully empathize because I have gone through relatives and friends. Uh, we've gone through like, renovations, and the biggest stumbling block is communication. And what usually happens, and this is a, I mean, perhaps something generalization. They always kind of blame the Chinaman contractor, the contractor who doesn't understand my design aspiration, who who is going back to the old traditional way of doing things and so they just bypass me and ignore my recommendations and do that. Do you think that's a common uh, misconception nowadays? <laughs> yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, there they, they are still some old-time contractors huh, around. They, they are not so good in communicating, especially uh, to the younger generation in English. Yeah, so they, but they are also nowadays quite a lot of uh, modern, well-educated, uh, English-speaking and Mandarin-speaking, whatever dialect you want. A lot of co- uh, contractors are available now who are much better in communication. Yeah, so that, that is the, the, the thing. The younger generation, modern contractors, they can communicate pretty well with the new generation. And that's where the word of mouth really counts. Wang Onchon, we'll continue this discussion further after these messages. Stay with us, BFM 89.9.
Welcome back. You're tuned in to the Property Show on the Morning Run. And today, in today's show, I have Wong Hon Chon from Advanced Contract Services. He's a contractor from Klang and he's going to help us understand all the pitfalls of renovations in this post-pandemic area. A very good morning again to you, Wong. You know, we talked a lot about the whole process of how do we get renovations, the challenges and issues. Can you just help me understand what are the three biggest mistakes people make now in terms of renovations? Uh, <laughs> Alright, let's, let, let's start with uh, failure to get the permit from the local authority yeah mm. a lot of house owners thinks that uh, ah, it's just a small renovation you know just a small extension well any extension any extension which is a permanent structure has to get the permission from the local authority normally this uh, this mistakes happen for those house owners who actually hire contractors independent contractors freelance contractors themselves right? but if you if the house owner deals with architect and designers the architect and designers would have told them hey you need permit you know kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, some contractors who are well versed with this kind of uh, local authority permits will also tell and advise the house owners that you, you, you need to get a local authority permit. Some house, some house owners, you're talking about uh, landed property, like, yeah? Yeah. Uh, they think it's small. So they, they go ahead and, and engage some contractors who are not well versed with these things. Some even uh, approach like uh, freelance Indonesian workers to directly do the renovation for them and they fail to recognize that hey this uh, renovation this extension needs permit and and those workers and contractors they don't advise yeah they have no them. clue how to do it right yeah you get into that, that trouble yeah and that can cause quite a lot of delays isn't it because when you do it and then you've realized you don't get the permit then you got to go back to square one is that right no only is delays is you you get fine mm, how big is the fine well it is 10 times the submission fee so it's a submission fee is uh one one k you are fine 10k mm, okay that's quite a big <laughs> big common mistake failure to get permit What's the second one then? Well, I think uh, we have just uh, talked about planning, pre-planning. Yeah. Mm, owners, uh, a lot of owners are in a big rush, a rush to go and do the renovation. Give yourself plenty of time to think about your renovation. At least three months, run through it, look at your house. A lot of house owners' mistake is to rush everything, lack of uh, proper planning. And so when the job starts, many things are left left out. This is a big problem, isn't it? Expectations. Because I know so many people who think, oh, okay, I'm just doing my kitchen. It'll take two weeks. And I think the reality is it's not, right? So how do we work together in setting expectations? How do we kind of do that planning? But that's the issue, isn't it? Expectation management is one of the biggest challenges with respect to planning. Like, like I mentioned just now that uh, if you can afford it, please hire a designer. If it's more major, hire architects. Architects and designers, they plan together with you. And most uh, of the time, it would be very complete. They plan with you how to space out your kitchen, your living hall, things like that. How many plug points you need, you know, that because the designers they foresee further sometimes things that you as house owner, uh, house yeah. owner can't see. So they, they will advise you uh, many things. These things uh, will help to speed up the work when the actual construction and renovation work starts rather than stop, start, stop, start. You keep on adding things, you keep on changing things because didn't plan properly. Have you seen people do just renovations for one section of the house as opposed to do the whole house? What's your recommendation going forward? Because I find that a lot of my friends, they they don't want to renovate the whole place but they just want to renovate isolated one parts of the house one bedroom one bedroom and then slowly gradually do bit by bit the toilet here then next month something else how do you recommend going forward should we just do one whole full scale renovation or do you just do it bit by bit face by face hey this one is all up to budget uh, up to mm. budget uh. Mm. Uh, some people buy a second hand house for one point something million and then straight away they renovate the side extension the back kitchen which costs another half a million to, to six hundred thousand they can spend that money some people 
they buy a link house and they don't have uh, enough budget to renovate the house, the whole thing. So they do, let's say, the kitchen first because right. that is where wife want to spend the most time with. <laughs> so they do the kitchen first, you know what I mean? And then, then later on, oh, let's extend the car porch. Then when the children are big, let's let renovate the two rooms at the back. You know I think? So yeah, it, it really all depends on the budget. Depends but on the budget. So they would prefer one time, one time, three, four, five months, done the whole thing. Mm. Then stay there and don't do anything anymore. Easy lah. So number one, lack of permits. Number two, lack of planning. What's the third common mistake then? Budget. You <laughs> you plan for, uh, let's say, a wheelbarrow, but you expect a, a bullock cart, then cannot lah. Your budget is too, too low. So that when you start budgeting, in my experience, uh, there is always a 20% extra in the end what you spend. You know, let's say you, you have a budget of, uh, let's say, uh, 100K. Uh, in the end of the of the renovation, uh, you will exit one. No, because most of the time, owners, when, when the work start to go on, uh, they see things uh, and then they want to change a bit and they want to add a little bit here and here yeah. and there. But most of the time, go on. So it's like it's like in the end of the day, you spend 20% more. You know? So if you if you can budget, if you got 100,000, actually your renovation uh, be around 120 kind of thing. Uh, so that you can you can make changes and then in the end of the day, you find that you actually spend 50. <laughs> I get you because what you're saying is you need a 20% contingency because okay. things change in the process of how it happens. I just wonder right because one of the things I hear a lot is that there's material costs right a lot of that contingency is a function of material costs going up so I hear a lot of frustration from my friends and even listeners right having to compromise the materials they use having to find other alternatives right and that's the frustration you hear a lot nowadays is that correct? Yeah I mean um, if the renovation takes a couple of months to finish then when it comes to uh, the final finishing part price of materials would have changed from the, from the starting point when you plan yeah. to now finishing point so there's a lot of difference especially this uh, pandemic time uh, the material price were all shooting up one month and the next month is totally different different price altogether but now it has sort of stabilized a bit so contractors who quoted you their, their, their price should should stay with their price unless foreseen circumstances causes materials to shoot up double 50% 100% you know, double the price then the contractors will talk to you so you were giving an example just now that you are actually doing a lot of projects which were delayed and deferred so before the pandemic there was a price which was price X but now it's gone up quite a lot right post pandemic did you have to negotiate with owners you know to say hey you know materials have gone up and do they just have to accept it that is part of the, part of the game right no choice no choice I have to uh, negotiate with the owners the owners they know they also are businessmen they are also you know people who, who, who buy things outside they also know that when they buy kangkong kangkong price also go up really at time yeah. so can expect a steel price and cement and all those things to, to remain of course you have to also negotiate in such a way with the owners that you absorb some, the owner absorbs some, let's let's come to a compromise. Not like you throw all your difference to the owner. No owner will get angry. Eh? Who won't get angry? Owner also have to spend extra money already, alright. So good communication between owner and contractor is very important. You know, in the very beginning, a good relationship. You if the relationship is bad all the while, and then this pandemic thing happened, and then you ask for money, owner will don't want to pay, lah. Yes. The relationship is not there, a relationship. I mean, how what's the process, you know, when when you finish the work and the owner doesn't want to pay because he's not happy with the with the quality of the work, how, how do you kind of reconcile that issue? And typically, what's the payment plan that usually works out, right, between you and the owner? Like, is there an upfront payment and then there's progress payments that come through or is it just all paid at the end of a completion? What's the right model nowadays? It depends on how, how big is the contract. The initial payment is about 20% to 30% upfront 
upfront payment. Then as the work progress, monthly, you got this monthly progress. If if the work is controlled by architect or designers, uh, these architect and designers, they monitor contractors' work, they monitor the progress and the percentage of completion. So when you make a monthly claim, the architect will then qualify the percentage that you have, you have achieved. And then uh, with that, then the owner will pay you according to your progress uh, claim. However, if there is no architect involved, it's been you, contractor, and the, the owner, then the, the owner have to have a feel, uh, have a look at, at the progress claim, whether is it really 50% done? Uh, mm-hmm. thing, uh, is the contractor actually claiming 80% when there's only 40% done? It's, it's, it's more like a feel for the owner. You can feel it. You go to the site, visit the site, visit your house, have a look, and then you know. Uh, normally, it's progressive claim until the end, about uh, 10% balance before you finish, then you got a 10% to claim some more. Uh, yeah. When I listen to you, right, I mean, just, I mean, I'm sure there are so many, many common mistakes, but these three basic ones, right, no permit, no planning, and really no contingency budget in place. Actually, all this can be sorted out if there were quite a lot of meetings and engagements before you start the work. So in your experience, right, how many times do you meet the owner, you know, before you actually, you know, break ground? Uh, first of all, if the owner has engaged an architect or a designer, that planning process is uh, with them, mm. with the architect, owner, or the designer. However, if you don't have, then the, the owner discuss with me what they want and then how can I contribute? How can I improve it some more in what they, they want to do? And then, uh, because I, I, I'm um, quite experienced in renovation and construction, because because I'm also a bit more creative in my mind, and so I could able to help the house owners in uh, the planning. And it sometimes takes as long as three months, you know. Sometimes it takes about a month or so, and then that's it, a simple renovation. It, it, it won't be less than a month one. Mm. If it is just uh, one, one, two meeting, let's start. Well, uh, oh, I tell you, a lot of changes on. Uh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no yeah. such <laughs> I think it goes to show that really, you know, you shouldn't be hasty. You should take your time and just really do the planning. When you are finding for contractors, don't go for always the, the lowest, cheapest contractors. Doesn't mean that cheapest or lowest uh, is the best choice. Sometimes uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's not that good. What house owners should do is to look at the scope of work, uh, scope of work and of course the pricing. Also, uh, if you've got time, look for references for this uh, contractor. Whether this contractor has any references or not. If the contractor and tell you okay this house and this house I've done it go to the, the site there and have a look at those houses if you can nah, you know I mean? that's why planning you must give yourself lots of time to plan don't don't rush in the end of the day the price the price can be yeah very cheap you think you found a, a, a pearl but then when you start work oh a lot of extra claim didn't include this didn't include that the scope of work was not clear everything was like lump sum things like that so uh, you find yourself hey, you spend much much more than uh, what is anticipated uh, in the quotation thank you so much for your enlightening inputs that's all the time we have for today thanks a lot Wong Hong Chan on today's property show I had the privilege of speaking with Wong Hong Chong from Advanced Contract Services as we discuss the biggest pitfalls and challenges of renovations in the post-pandemic era we have the 10 a.m. news bulletin coming up next followed by enterprise bfm 89.9 the property show on bfm 89.9 the business station you have been listening to a podcast from bfm 89.9 the business station for more stories of the same kind download the bfm app